T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Mike Shope. We were having a very serious conversation about mayonnaise here. And the bulldog. And don't even talk to me about weed. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Let's go to Phoenix. I mean, not us. Okay. (laughs) Too late. Well, that, that actually is not too late, is it? Eric Wood went today. Yeah. Some are just getting there. Some are already back, as we'll talk to Ross later. (laughs) Right. Tyler Dunn with us now, one of the finest writers in pro football. Tyler, our friend, joining us on the West Her Hotline. How's your week been? What's what's been the highlight? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much uh, for having me. The highlight, you know, it was probably... uh, getting off the elevator here at the Renaissance and bumping into Luke Combs. Uh, he, it, it was one of those weird encounters where, wait, wait, wait that, that, that's Luke Combs. And we just, I kind of didn't know what to say. Uh, so I just kind of nodded to him and he nodded back to me like like we were old pals. So right, that's probably right nod. up there. All right, dude nod is good. Yeah, Googling, yeah, yeah. Googling Luke Combs. Uh, your, hi- your highlight comes tonight. Don't you have a, a really, sp- is that tonight or tomorrow, excuse me, the, the happy hour you've got? Yes, yes, that's uh, tonight. Jamal Williams, he is he is a riot. Um, Packers, Lions led the NFL in rushing. He's just a just a wild personality, as uh, as most football fans know. It's, he always is pressing his luck in the end zone, right? It's it's usually two pumps. You, usually he'll try a third pump if it was a particularly you know electric touchdown, and and he'll get fined for it, but he really doesn't care. So yeah, we'll have him on a Zoom happy hour for our. Our subscribers, um, that's at 9 o'clock Eastern, uh, 7 o'clock Mountain here. Knows to limit the pumps when it's not the most amazing run. And most of his touchdowns were like one-yard runs this year. He had this this charmed year, very likable guy. Find out if you can whether he knows about Evan Silva's bet on him to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. I, I, I bet that got to him, but Evan won ten grand on that uh, after – he corrected me. I asked him about it on the show once, and it wasn't before the season, but maybe Williams had two in the first game, uh, something like that, and then he placed the bet and, you know, scored. Great win. I saw you with Rob Gronkowski in one picture, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, all, all of these um, these Fox Sports personalities, they're, they're kind of slumming around with us there on Radio Row and having little shindigs with the, with the media. So it was awesome like, to catch up with Gronk and, it was it was cool to hear that he did read the blood and guts and he enjoyed it. So he was unbelievably helpful with that project. I mean, to kind of take it all the way back to Buffalo, to Arizona, to everything he did in the NFL, uh, was a lot of fun. His mom is on the cover of Woman's World, by the way. 
I saw. Is that right? I noticed that in the uh, Mama Gronk in the in the checkout line yesterday. Tyler, do you think he comes back? Like, so I'm I'm drafting already for next year, and I'm up for a last round stab at Rob Gronkowski. He's talking about Jerry Jones, and like you you know him well enough. I think maybe well enough to know whether it's just like a game to him talking about returning or just what it is or if you think it's something he would seriously consider? I was dead wrong on Gronk earlier. Like when he, when he announced that retirement last year, I mean, my, my thinking was, all right, he did it before. He's doing it again. He's going to get the itch. Tom Brady's going to call at some point in the season. And, and maybe that would have been the case if Tampa Bay was good and, and they were, yeah. you know, w- w- actually winning games convincingly. I mean, they were lucky to get to seven, eight wins, whatever they finished with. Uh, but that, that never really came to pass. I get the sense that he's done. And, and just standing right there next to him and, and looking at Gronk, I mean, he's lost a lot of weight. I, I'm not sure how much he weighs. He's looking very svelte, like just very slender for Rob Gronkowski. I, I think that he's content, like, talking about football. And I didn't honestly think he would get to this place. I mean, this is somebody who's been a glutton for punishment. His entire life. I mean, as a kid, as a lot of the listeners here know, the, the mini sticks battles with his brothers, absolutely legendary. Um, you know, they, they would just beat the hell out of each other. I love the move for the Gronk boys. Like, if you antagonize one, you immediately sprinted to the bathroom and shut the door and, and hunkered down. So when Chris ran after him one day, <laughs> he, he, like, hip-checked Rob. Rob hits his head on the bathtub. He passes out. Chris is worried that Rob may be dead in that moment. He was not dead. He he, he survived, uh, and he came back with a with a hockey stick to wail away at Chris. So, I mean, this is how he's lived his life forever. I mean, in the NFL, his his favorite moments are when you know Earl Thomas lights him up, and you know he's just you know bleeding and hurting everything from the inside. Like, eh, by, by, by when he when he punctured his lung, um, but he was proud of the fact that he could get back up. I mean, that's what he takes most pride in, that he'll take your best shot, that he'll return. Uh, I do think, though, that he's done with all of that and is embracing this TV career. It's easy to poke fun at Rob when he mispronounces names. I think he's getting better. I mean, he's, he, he, uh, he's starting to get the hang of it, and people want Gronk to be Gronk. They love the fact that he's himself and authentic and just kind of says whatever's on his mind. So I, I think he's got a really bright future in TV, and I think we're going to see him as his dad said, uh, in, in the movies. I mean, he's going to be an actor. Forgive me, I don't have it. I, I, I saw something earlier this week, one of these things that you just blow past on Twitter, and I did not tag it, like favorite it, so I could access it quickly. But I thought I saw something earlier this week where he was quoted as saying, if he was going to play anywhere this past season, Buffalo was the only place, and that he's definitely done playing. I mean, again. Yeah, yeah I was there for that, too. It's. Uh, I think that he... You know, he liked the Bills as a kid. He likes Josh Allen. There's obviously a, a ton to love about going back home and playing for a contender. Uh, but I think it was just a, a matter of timing. It didn't pan out. And he's, yeah, I, I, you, you never say never, right? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. These guys, all they've known is football. All they've known is that adulation and that competitiveness. And it's a drug. It, it's hard to just walk. I mean, look at. I mean, look at Tom Brady already. He's posting half-naked pictures of himself. I mean, a lot of these guys, they love the attention. Yeah. Uh, they need it. It's, it's going to be hard for Brady to just go away and relax. Uh, but Gronk strikes me as somebody who, who can find happiness outside of 
you know, the athletic competition, and he's got a lot of rings. He's the greatest tight end ever. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that even yeah. if a team called, it's, it's worth it, really, especially physically. The, the body is a very good clue. If, he, if he's slimmed down, I'm thinking of our, our friend Eric Wood, who, like, you know, in a few months, it seemed like, just transformed himself once he knew he couldn't play anymore and just got, you know, just stripped off a lot of mass and, you know, got a lot healthier. And, you know, that, that takes a lot of work to put back on. So I'm, I'm inclined to agree that, that that might be the biggest clue. No, no doubt. Yeah, it's not like, uh, you know, back in high school to college and when he, Rob Gronkowski is, absolutely annihilating footlong subways with every dressing imaginable on it and cookies and milk. And I mean, here's the point of this life where he's, he's trying to add weight uh, as much as possible. He, he's on the other end of that spectrum now. And yeah, he did not look like the Gronk we saw on the field when, when we were talking to him yesterday. With Tyler Dunn, golongtd.com. He joins us from Phoenix, Mike Shope, and the Bulldog here. So the notion of Gronkowski joining the Bills, as joining a contender, Let's talk about how much of a contender you think the Bills will be next year. The early odds are out, and there they are again. Tyler, right near the top anyway. Uh, and that will that will evolve over the course of the offseason, but we know about their cap challenges. We know about their flaws that came to the surface when, the, how, when and how the season ended. What do you think here? Like, Are the Bills still going to look the same? I, I do think that they're going to look very, very similar just out of necessity, right? They can't just, you know, grab a, a shopping cart and go nuts at Target. <laughs> there's just there's not a lot of money to spend. Um, they're going to be scrambling to maybe tweak contracts and get players on team-friendly deals and may, maybe do a little Kmart bargain shopping, find a, find a veteran on another team who – needs just a one-year prove-a-deal and likes the idea of playing for Josh Allen. Like, like Juju Smith-Schuster here with Kansas City, uh, he's been worth every penny uh, because they got him on a, on a team-friendly deal. Like he, he just wanted to go somewhere. He could put up big numbers and maybe get a big deal after that. So may, maybe that's an option for Buffalo. I, I do think it's got to be big picture, though. They, they need Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, the powers that be to sit in a room and agree to get weapons. We've talked about it. You guys have talked about it. Uh, it just blows your mind to look at their drafts and see no wide receivers in the first three rounds since those two have been together. You, you, it, Gabe Davis is, is caught in a lot of crap, right? Like he, he had he had drops, he had some rough moments, but let's let's face it, he's a fourth round pick. In that third and two moment, when Josh Allen just places that ball perfectly in his bread basket, and if Tom hawked out of his hands. I mean, you could only ask a player drafted where he was drafted to do so much. At some point, you need to actively just hoard weapons, and they've just been drafting defensive players nonstop who, who by the way, haven't been getting after the quarterback. They, they what, sacked Burrow and, and Mahomes four or five times on 122 dropbacks the last three playoff games? That's, you're, you're, you're not getting that return, so... Yeah, I think you, you just have to add weapons, and then you have to develop players. I mean, players can get better, so that's where the hope is, that these, these young players just improve internally, and maybe the tweaks to the coaching staff helps. I mean, you, you do see that with both of these teams in the Super Bowl. A lot of their players, core players, have just gotten better, and, and maybe a player like, uh, like a James Cook on offense ascends, or maybe you use Naeem Hines. So th- there's reasons for hope, but it definitely feels different than it did a year ago. 
Yeah, you know, I, I like this point about the, the, the where Davis was drafted. I, I, I think right after the Bills' loss to Cincinnati, we would have done our post game, and when we got done, uh, went in, I, I think, wasn't Cowboys-Eagles the game after that on Sunday, and there's CeeDee Lamb making, like, a beautiful contested catch downfield. I don't know if it was on a third or fourth down, but I saw the play, and I just thought, yeah, well, you know, you get what you pay for sometimes. Totally. And it pays to put your ego aside. Like, Howie Roseman is – he's got the trust of ownership. I mean, Jeffrey Lurie loves him. Um, I mean, Howie Roseman started off as a as a grunt right there with, with my co-host Jim Monas and Sean McDermott. I mean, they were all kind of grunts and gophers together. You know, I think Monas was delivering, like, newspaper clips to the suites and, you know, and, and working in the PR department. And, and Howie is just doing that kind of work. Sean is – is Andy Reid's like gopher. So they all came in together. Howie Roseman endears himself to ownership, so he trusts them. But he, he, he screws up, and he doesn't own – I mean, he doesn't try to ride that screw up out. Like, he drafts a wide receiver ahead of DK Metcalf, drafts a wide receiver ahead of Justin Jefferson. They both flame out. They both bust, and he just lets them go, and he keeps drafting receivers. He gets Devontae Smith. They trade for A.J. Brown. So I, I think that's – it pays to be like that as a GM. I mean, they 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 drafted Jalen Hurts one year after they gave Carson Wentz 108 million guaranteed. So, if, if there's a lesson to be gleaned from this game, maybe it's that right. They've got the Bills have tough decisions on Tremaine Edmonds at Oliver. You can talk yourself in or out of both players. I think it it does pay to challenge yourself to be better. Um, this is a team that is winning divisions. One in 12, 13 games, but now they have to be judged by what happens in the playoffs. So are, are players like that getting you over the hump? I don't know. Tyler, do you have a, a strong lean Sunday about the game? Gosh, that's such a good question. I, I thought Philly, but then you really look at who Philly has played, who Kansas City has played. I think, I think it just pays to kind of be callous this time of year. I mean, Kansas City has just been through – some really hard games and, and injuries, and they find they just find a way. And they've got Patrick Mahomes on one side. They've got Chris Jones on the other side. We just see these games kind of boil down to the stars. So as, as much as you love Philly and their style of play, I got it. I, I'm not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes, no. Will you go to the NFL awards night tonight? I will not, no. It's a, kind of a contrived red carpet event. I don't know. That, that doesn't sound like you. No, no thanks. Just, just kind of a lot, a lot of BS. I'll pass. I'll just be happy I read Jamal Williams. That's go how. Find, go find where Luke Combs is hanging out. That's what you need. Luke Combs. <laughs> Going to have to learn about him. Um, yeah, that's how. That's what sort of the common thread between the three of us, or among the three of us, I, I would say. Bulldog, remember going to the to the Astrodome? Uh huh. I was thinking of this yesterday. Who did we talk to yesterday that was talking about that that kickoff event that everyone was at, or was it the day before? I don't know. I know it came up, and I and I was thinking of that Astrodome thing, and I, I remember just sort of like being in the bowels of the arena, just dying to get out of there the whole time we were there. Yeah, we got tickets or passes to this thing. Like Earl Campbell was there. I just wanted to be in the Astrodome so I could say that I had been back in there, uh, or first time since I was coherent. I was there like as a, as a two year old or something. So I liked being able to say that, but then had no interest in the rest of it. 
Uh, yeah. I just yeah, I remember Jim Nance being introduced like he was like uh, just the biggest rock star ever. You know, Houston yes. natives it was a big deal. And it's like I, I just I just Let's somebody go. get me a beer and a TV where a hockey game. Is <laughs> That's right. Did you get his tie? Maybe you should ask for Jim Nance's tie. Did he present it to somebody? <laughs> I don't know. We didn't stay long enough to find out. No. Well, you've got plans anyway with your thing with Jamal Williams. That'll be cool. Yeah. Hey, it wouldn't be an appearance with you if we didn't get your take on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, uh, Tyler. Like, what? I mean, I don't know. You know, you want you want to get off some shots about the dark cabin or whatever the hell he's doing here. Uh, non psychedelics, I guess he's saying uh, this time around. Um, I don't know. Like, where? Wh- what's your money on with with Rodgers and staying with the Packers, retiring, going somewhere else? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, he's beyond parody at this point. I really thought that was like the Babylon Bee or the Onion or, you know, satire where that came across. But nope, he, he really is talking about, you know, going into a four-day retreat of darkness and having meals delivered to his house at an undisclosed location. And, oh, he's not going to take the ayahuasca this time, but this, this silence, this darkness, it can still, you know, stimulate um, hallucin- hallucinations. So that's, yeah. that's nice, Aaron. I mean, it's just... It's so strange and odd and predictable. I mean, here we are, Super Bowl week. I mean, he's experienced one of these in two decades, and I guess, I guess you know, he's got to be in the headlines, and he wants people thinking about him and talking about him, and he wants to be courted. You know, I, I get it. Everybody can, can rag on Terry Bradshaw. They want. I thought he made some really good points. We, we were talking about Aaron the other day, and he's like, you know, if he really just wanted to play, he's under contract. He's, he's scheduled to make $58 million. You know, after he walks off the field with Aaron Co- Randall Cobb, you just go to the podium, say, hey, this was a good fight to the finish, good season, I'll, I'll see you guys next year, let's do it. But there's there's something about the mystery and the unknown that he's addicted to. Um, he does he, he loves this attention, he seeks it, it's, it's theater. Uh, so here, here we are, right? I mean, here we are all talking about Aaron Rodgers on Super Bowl week when he's not in it. I, it, I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen. I, I feel like Green Bay... At some point, I think that this is the offseason. They finally throw up their hands and say, all right, Jordan Love has been a backup three years. He looked damn good when he played this time around against Philly. The one time we saw him play, we're, we're trading Aaron Rodgers. If, if somebody wants to take on most of that contract and give us a first-round pick, whatever. Because, I mean, it, it, this stuff just has to get old if you're the Packers. Yeah. They have, I saw, I don't know the number offhand, but it's north of $20 million. It's just over twenty. Of a of a fifth year option to commit to on love this off season, so he this is he's going into his fourth year and you have to make pull that trigger. So I mean, I you know that's still a first round pick, and if you commit to that, I mean that that doesn't have to be for this year, obviously. But you know you would think maybe that means next year if they if they take that on. Yeah, it's. I mean, he looked he looked good. Or good. I mean, if if you're confident that he can play, it makes all the sense in the world to do exactly what Ted Thompson did in 2008. Um, yeah, I mean, like Charles Woodson said, like we, we saw it in practice. Aaron's tearing, tearing it up on the scout team, and we, we had a really good defense. Everybody kind of knew. So they, they know if Jordan Love is good at practice, and I've, I've talked to a few players, and they say he's really good. I mean, Darius Slay for the Eagles said it looked, he looked like a young Aaron Rodgers in that game. I think there's enough signs there to rip the Band-Aid off, I I get it. From a PR standpoint, the last two years, you didn't want to be the team and the president and the GM that traded a Hall of Famer. But I think fans are kind of sick of it, and I think logic tells you it's it's the right thing to do. 
Um, you know, it was still a mistake to give him that contract, and they could have they could have gotten a, a Russell Wilson like Hall and then some. So it was a missed opportunity, but better late than never. Tyler, always a pleasure. Really good stuff today. At XFL next weekend, by the way, uh, no days off. XFL starting up. That'll be exciting. Have a safe trip home and enjoy the rest of your time out there. Hey, Mike, Chris. Really, really appreciate you guys having me. Thanks so much, guys. All right. And thanks, Tyler. Especially he um, – I didn't know that he was on on Friday. I was off Friday. I'm like, you know, you're out there. You want to you wanna chat? And, like, he had almost no time to do that. I tried to get him for Friday, and he was flying out and just – like. Still made it work, so yeah. No, I'm I'm grateful. I, I I would talk to Tyler, you know, every other day if we could. Not every day. <laughs> no, not every day. Every, every other. Day. Every yeah. other. I gotta give him a little break. That's we both. We all need a break. Yep. All right, we've got Ross Tucker and Aaron Schott still to come today. Maybe we'll hear from Paul. There's some saber stuff with Kevin Adams having a press conference today, and we expect to be able to play some or all of that by the end of the show. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Who wins the Super Bowl? 803-0550. Who do you want to have win the Super Bowl? Who should Bulldog bet on? These questions and more as we continue after sports here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 